Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us. It is Tuesday, December 8th. Busy show coming up. We just got some more details announced from BC's finance minister on how the COVID-19 relief benefit is going to be rolled out. People can start applying online for that on December 18th. We'll have more details coming up as well. Lots of questions about how the vaccine will be rolling out in Canada. This, as we watched, or many of us, uh, watched and listened to the first vaccine administered in the UK. We'll have a bit more on that uh, later on in the program. But first, a message from the Abbotsford Police Chief. And part of the message reads, a year ago, we never thought our police officers would be enforcing public health orders. It goes on to say, however, as the second wave of COVID impacted us all and public health orders have become more restrictive, the enforcement falls to the police to ensure compliance. This message put out by Police Chief Mike Sear, who joins me on the line now to talk a bit more about this. Thanks so much for being with us. You bet, Jill. Uh, did you, uh, like you say in the in the note, here we are in uh, December of 2020 uh, dealing with a scenario where police officers are enforcing public health orders. How, how much are police doing that or how much is the community calling on police uh, to do just that? Yeah, I think it varies by community. Um, I can tell you that last week we had 19 calls. And, uh, you know, so we attend to, to most of them. We'll certainly assess them. But, you know, as more and more people are getting frustrated and we're seeing the numbers rise, you know, more of those calls are coming in. And, uh, you know, it's putting police officers all across this province in some very challenging spots. A lot of the frustration is being vented on the police officers who are really, um, you know, trying to just do the best they can to keep everyone safe. So what kinds of calls are they getting? Uh, you know, it's it's calls of, of certainly, you know, people gathering at homes, uh, you know, beyond the capacity that's allowed or people meeting with other people. So primarily a lot of the home calls, um, you know, we're getting the calls about, you know, uh, church services. And, uh, you know, and I can tell you, police officers are, you know, not wanting to go to your place of worship or not wanting to go to your home when you have a family or a, an event and, you know, and, and to, you know, enforce the public health orders. And that's why we try to work with people. But there does come a time where enforcement is 100% necessary and you know and it but unfortunately the the brunt of the frustration is falling on the the women and men who are out there every day are they issuing tickets in these scenarios so for example as i said to you we had 19 calls we wrote four tickets last um last week so we we assess it uh in some cases we'll attend to a location and the you know the people who would have been were we were told were at the residence are no longer there um, you know, there's some restrictions too. Police officers cannot enter into someone's dwelling to see who's in the house or not. So, you know, it's it's up to each police officer who, you know, will can exercise their discretion to make a decision of whether a ticket's warranted or perhaps it's an educational opportunity. Um, you know, and, and I'd really also encourage the public that, you know, this is there's a lot of people discussing, you know, whether they want to, you know, skirt with the rules a little bit and what they want to do for Christmas and these types of things. And perhaps you don't always have to call the police. You know, there's opportunities to talk to your friends and talk to your neighbors and, you know, of course, virtually or by phone and, and, you know, just kind of come into some agreement so the police always don't have to be, you know, that, you know, agency that's called to resolve these things. Uh, Do you get the sense people are calling police partly perhaps in some cases anyway for that reason and that they don't want to confront their neighbors and then have this rift between neighbors and it's easier for them to let the police deal with it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And we, we know we see that with other calls, you know, noise complaints and that. It's easier for the police to come in and 
you know, we do understand that. And we certainly don't want people to get into conflict, you know, and, and we're seeing that, you know, it's just, you know, people I think are, are tired and they're frustrated and we're all doing the best we can. And, you know, we're just asking for some patience, but, uh, you know, I, I get that why people would not want to have that talk, but I think there's a lot of, you know, friends and, and, you know, families that are having these conversations. And, and I think those are important and hopefully that will alleviate some of the calls that are coming to police. Cause you know, quite frankly, like I said, we never envisioned that we would be, you know, the public health order police, you know, we, we, you know, work very hard with our community to build trust and, and keep our community safe from crime. But, uh, you know, this is, this is who you have right now. And, uh, you know, we ask for some patience as our police officers, you know, who are part of your community and living with these same restrictions are trying to work with you. Uh, where would it fall then if somebody calls police and says, hey, my neighbors are having a big party, my neighbors are having a wedding or, or some, some, something's happening there that we know it appears to be breaking the health orders. Uh, I would think if police are busy, say, at a break and enter or some other crime that's in progress that wouldn't uh, come ahead of that, how does it fall when, you, when police officers get called to a public health order violation rather than, say, a crime in progress. Yeah, so you're exactly right. We're going to prioritize always public safety is paramount. And so, you know, imminent public safety, and if there's a break and enter or, you know, an assault or something like that that's occurring, then, you know, that the COVID-type call will be, you know, less prioritized. We also have some other options. You know, we have, we work with bylaws who can, you know, reach out and make some phone calls and, and also go and attend, you know, businesses who may not be in compliance, restaurants, et cetera. Um, you know, and, and we also will use, and I know other agencies as well, we, you know, make phone calls, you know, when they're not able to attend, there's, you know, there's staff who, who are not, you know, on the roads who can actually pick up the phone and call and, uh, and, you know, try to have that, you know, conversation as opposed to us being there. And the other thing, you know, just to remember too, is, you know, every time we're having to go to these, you know, different events, we're, we're exposing our police officers to, you know, the potential to the virus and we're taking all the safety precautions, but, you know, I think every, you know, police chief and, you know, is really concerned about our staffing and we want to keep them safe. Um, so when the real emergencies are occurring, and I'm not saying this isn't an emergency, but when, you know, the the imminent public safety emergencies are there, that we have, you know, our frontline officers are there to respond. And, you know, the more we're having to go to, you know, large gatherings or events, you know, to, to enforce public health orders, the more that, you know, our officers are being exposed. Uh, you mentioned that four tickets were issued of these 19 calls that came in. Uh, we've seen in other jurisdictions uh, tickets issued for poker games and card games. Do you know any of the details on, on why these particular four calls did lead to tickets? Yeah, I, I know two were for uh, for large gatherings in a residence, um, you know, parties that were in excess of 10 people. One was for a, um, you know, a place of worship, a church. Um, and, and like I said, you know, by and large, you know, our faith community and our, our public here are, are, you know, abiding by the rules, um, you know, and, and we're not, you know, and, and they're following what, what's being asked. And if they're giving education, they're, they're also ad- adhering to that. But, you know, so we did have, we did issue four of the 19 calls we attended. And, and one of those was the $2,300 uh, version uh, for a large event uh, at a church. But beyond that, uh, like I said, most everyone was, was fairly good. And not to, to focus on where people are, are skirting the rules and trying to get a, around it, but you mentioned something in that officers, uh, we know, can't just go into a home. We've also unfortunately heard stories of people hiding under beds, hiding in closets, and when there's a knock on the door, uh, making it look like no one is there. So that's got to be frustrating, too, if a police officer is taking the time out of his or her shift answering this call, knowing that you come to the door, there's something going on, but people are now hiding in the home. 
Yeah, I mean, it's silly. And, I, you know, I, we, we love when people say, well, don't you have anything better to do? And you know what? We do. We don't need to be going to your house and, and you know, babysitting because you can't follow the rules and, and, you know, keep everyone safe. So, yeah, we'd rather be out there, you know, trying to prevent crime and, and dealing with the more serious stuff. And our officers, you know, who are attending, and I'm, I'm talking about police officers all across B.C., you know, who also get quite a bit of, you know, um, you know verbal abuse um, for trying to do their job and trying to uphold the, the you know, the orders. And, uh, you know, so the fact that people are hiding, and I, I mean, quite frankly, it's silly. And I know, you know, you get the calls as well, the people that completely disagree with the rules or people who think this is fake. And, you know, regardless of what your opinions are, you know, it's we're trying to keep our community safe. And, and you know, we're seeing the backside of this, hopefully, in the in the new year. And work with us. And uh, we're, we're not trying to be, you know, the heavy hand. We want to work with people to keep our community safe. Are you concerned that now that we know the restrictions in BC are going to go through the holidays, that you're going to be getting more calls? Um, certainly, yeah. It's uh, we would rather not. We would rather, you know, this. We have some time now. Everyone now knows that what Christmas will look like. Uh, I think we're all disappointed, myself included. I mean, we we all hoped that we would be able to change this and have Christmas with our families and and do the things we like to do. Um, so now we have a couple of weeks, I think, as, as families and as, as neighbors and community to talk about how this looks this year and how we can support each other. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to assess if the calls become, you know, you know, what level that we can actually respond to um, if it does become, you know, quite large. Um, but, yeah, I do have a concern that we'll, we'll see more and more calls as we get further into the season. All right. Uh, Well, Chief uh, Sear, thanks so much for joining us uh, to talk more about this today. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon, uh, I'm sure. But thanks again. Thanks, Jill. You take care.